0: Welcome back to Digital Conversations with Billy Bateman. Today, our guest is Neil Reichel, Head of Marketing at BotBot Industries. He explains how to build a sales funnel that converts, using carefully timed customer surveys, embracing negative customer feedback, and asking permission to collect personal information. All right, everyone. Welcome to the show today. Today, I'm joined by Neil Reichel, Head of Marketing at BotBot Industries. Neil, thanks for joining us. Super welcome, man. So, um, you are, today we're going to talk about using Messenger for sales funnels. But before we get into that, like, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got into using, using bots.
1: Uh, probably this is the most sorry story that you've ever heard for this morning. So, <laughs> I mean... I mean, you've been doing a lot of the interviews and you've been hearing a lot of stories. But uh, how I got into it was purely by by, yes, by desperation. I was a, a content writer before, a freelancer who okay. was just trying to literally make ends meet uh, because I got laid off in 2015. And then three weeks after that with a pregnant wife, uh, we lost a baby. So it was really tough for me, but and then I got into content writing and uh, outsourcing over here is kind of popular. So that's the thing that I did uh, while we were coping up and trying to start my own business uh, with online marketing. And then, but the competition was really tough. Uh, I got into a certain extent when it comes to copywriting. Uh, had a bit of good breaks. But then again, competition was really tough, and there was this one specific uh, prospect that I got on a phone call with, and he said, "Holy cow, I mean, you're saying you're charging one hundred and seventy five bucks an hour, but you're from the Philippines, so what gives?" And I was like, "Uh, uh, okay <laughs> so and then Andrew Warner, I mean the guy with, uh, the guy who started this all with messenger bots, he sent out an email, and me being the lurker that I am, being on his list for Several years, I said, okay, why not jump on this? And started learning head on. And then I found out about his, I learned about his first graduate, the most successful one, who's now the owner of Bot Academy, Mary Catherine Johnson. Yeah. And I approached her, started talking to her, stalking her, <laughs> begging for jobs, which she always refused because I said, I want to work for free just to learn. And then she said, no, 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 that's not the way to go. If you really want to work, you got to get paid. And I mean, I saved enough, hired her as a coach. She hired me eventually to do some of her bots for her clients. And that's it. I mean, right now, I've been, I've worked with multi billion dollar companies over here in Manila. Uh, I've also worked with uh, the little tiny small businesses. Yeah. And clients vary. And it's been amazing. Literally, it's been amazing.
0: Awesome, man. That's an that's an interesting journey. I think a lot of us, actually, that are in the bot space, kind of just stumbled into it um, over the last couple of years. Um, but I'm glad you've been able to find a niche and uh, and have your own business here. So, and Mary, I I met Mary a few weeks ago. She's amazing. Um, she is. She is super. She is. So okay. Um, so. Tell us a little bit about what you do at BotBot Bot Industries. Like, What's your niche? What do you guys do for your, for your customers?
1: Uh, probably your listeners would hate me for this, but my niche was anyone who would be willing to pay. That was the niche I had before. Until later on, after a lot of pooling of teeth, a lot of bills that I had to pay on deadlines, I suddenly realized, okay, in order for me to really get my groove and for clients to see the value that I can deliver, I should go for high value clients and focused on brick and mortar uh, clients. Brick and mortar mm-hmm. clients who were paying at least 10,000 uh, USD a month in terms of uh, rent for lease. Okay. And the reason why they paid that much is for foot traffic. And yeah. like, the big gap was there was that, hey, you guys are spending this much. Did you know that you could leverage that more by using digital marketing? So it wasn't just chatbots, but it was more of uh, digital marketing in general. And the chatbot was more of a demonstration, especially with the QR code. And it wasn't even the QR code back then. It was the messenger scan code, which was really clunky. But, I mean, it worked. And, and from there on, I started to focus. Okay, uh, if a client comes up to me telling me, hey, can you help me sell this thing? The first thing I ask is, have you sold this before without me? <laughs> and if they say yes, how many times, how many units of this thing have you sold before? If it's at least 100, okay, let's talk. Otherwise, uh, you got to get, I mean, you got to figure out first if that thing really converts, if that's an offer that converts, just yeah. like what Jim Schramko would say. And later on, uh, uh since I've made the focus, I've been invited in Facebook headquarters over here in Manila and then started to speak with this multi-billion dollar companies. And yeah, I guess that's it. That's the niche that I eventually stumbled upon after realizing and a lot of teeth pulling.
0: Okay, man. Well, that's good. So your your niche is creating sales funnels. Um what are what are your three? What's what's your process when you're creating a sales funnel at a high level? Like everyone has their own process. Um, what's yours when you're creating one for a
1: client? We always start off with uh, the end. So we start off with, uh, so let me give you an example. So the client spends around 15,000 uh, 15, USD a month on rent, and they've got like fifty clients per day walking into their establishments. The thing that we did was instead of getting them new clients, what we did was we asked every particular client that they had, every customer that they had walking to their establishments to scan the code. So we built them a list first. And from building them a list, we did the survey, uh, which I learned from the ask method and we found out, okay, what was the reason that they were visiting? How many times were they visiting in a given month? Mm -hmm. So we did giveaways in order to, in order for uh, the customers to tell us how frequent they were visiting. And then what was the reason why and where else have they been before, before they became patrons or they become uh, advocates of this establishment. So list building and survey was the thing that we did. And then that's the only time that we started to scale it by creating a lookalike audience out of that. Okay.
0: Awesome. So when you're creating these sales funnels, what are, what are your tips for people that are, they're building the list, they're doing this survey play and then creating a lookalike audience. It seems like, hey, that, that's a great way to, to attack it and to begin. Um, where where do people make mistakes? Where, you know, what should they be wary of and, and what should they definitely do?
1: Uh, the first, If these are brick and mortar businesses that they're also planning into tapping as clients, it would really help a lot that you be there in the same place and study the behavior of how people would scan the code, how their their team actually presents the scan code, the QR code right now that we have. Uh, And it really pays a lot. There are a lot of really basic nuances. At first, we ask uh, the clients to scan the code after they made the payment. Mm-hmm. and then after like 15 20 tries it was like we really, we we observed that they were all in a hurry they just wanted to leave yeah but they were really satisfied but they just didn't have the time for the chit chat so what we did was while they were waiting for their appointments we made sure that we put in at least a minute for them to sit in the lounge that's when the, that's the time that we asked for them to scan the code and then oh, okay I mean, really basic things, yeah. right? but it did pay a lot because at first, the client was like, hey, Neil, this isn't working. They don't want to scan the code. Yeah. So the real question was, when were you asking them to scan the code? At which particular time? So that was a tiny mistake in the eyes of many, but it could have really caused a lot of pain on our end and... Uh, Uh, We learned a lot, uh, physically observing customers, especially with the QR code. Yeah. That's what we learned. Uh,
0: That's really interesting. And it makes sense. Like, hey, I've already bought whatever I've gotten, you know, like, I don't want to hang around and and do this. Like, in my mind, I'm done if I'm a customer. Um, Mm -hmm. But building in like, hey, we have this, you know, minute or two where you're just waiting. Let's do it right then. Like that. I mean, timing is everything like, you know, with the bots, I'm sure you've seen that the order of what you ask people does make a big difference usually. Um, and it's the same with this. So that's, that's really interesting. So when, how, how are you incorporating messenger? So you've got the, you've got the the QR code and they're in there. Um, how are you incorporating messenger? I'm guessing into the survey part of this.
1: Hi, right. So Right <clears throat> right after they scan the code, uh, the first thing we have is a conditional logic is, is this a new subscriber or not? If it's a new subscriber, we trigger the sequence asking them, uh, how was it? Did you enjoy? How satisfied are you? I couldn't really get into the details with the copy, but it's just a satisfaction survey. Then after they complete it, we also have a smart delay with a conditional logic going to check, have we collected contact details already? And we knew beforehand that this is rented property that we're in with Facebook Messenger. So we had to grab contact details right away. We asked for their phone numbers, SMS. We also asked for their email addresses. And we even asked for their physical addresses. We didn't have any idea at all that COVID would be happening like right now. And now that we have their physical addresses, it's a lot easier for the client right now to even send direct mail which makes them stand out and the direct mail just says this, hope you're well during this, uh, during, during this thing that's happening to us right now. So uh, we made sure that what the bot does is collect as much information as possible without annoying the subscribers. That was the most important thing that we had in mind with, uh, with the sales funnels.
0: When people are creating a bot then, Neil, um, what do you see like the mistakes that people are making when they're using these bots to collect info and to to learn more about their customers?
1: Sometimes it could be too aggressive. That's what we learned, especially the first part. And that's where we incorporated permission marketing. Yeah. Every time, would it be okay if we ask you for your contact details and put a reason behind it? So... I always have this book right with me. It's uh, Robert Cialdini's book called Influence. Yeah. All marketers know this. This is like the Bible for, for marketers. And then uh, permission marketing based uh, plus backed up with the reason for asking certain things, like the request. What's the reason behind the request? Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest mistakes that... We committed, I wouldn't say for many marketers, but for us particularly, was that we came on too strong at the very start. But we were quick to notice this. When people were, I mean, you would see on your Facebook uh, notifications, on the page notifications, would say, stop asking me. (laughs) And as soon as we started (laughs) seeing those messages, holy cow, fix the flow. uh, Play the asking. Let's try to tweak it with a message. And then Courtesy actually in technology changes the perspective from the subscriber. So we added, can we ask, would it be all right for us to ask your contact details? And then add the next uh, uh, add the next, uh, next message and says, the reason we're asking is that in case that Facebook shuts us down, that's what we said. Yeah. <laughs> in case just Facebook shuts us down, we'd still have a way in order for us to reach you and tell you happy birthday. Yeah. That's again. It's all about the subscriber. You know, that makes sense.
0: Like, you know, it is a bot and people know that, but you know, let the bot not be so robotic and a little more human. Like, Hey, I'm going to ask you this. This is why. And people do respond better is something we've found as well. Um, give them the reason why manage the expectation. Don't just, you know, build a bot like maybe a programmer would, where they're just like, what's your name? What's your email? You know, at at that point, all you've done is put a form into, into a a bot interface, you know? Um, But that's interesting. And then, you know, with Facebook, yeah, you're right. Like you're kind of at their mercy all the time. You never know if they're going to shut everybody down, if they're going to shut you down and, and why, you know, they can, they can
1: kind of do what they want. So that's very true. And you said uh, at the mercy and uh, we've seen so many stories uh, about um, bot builders wherein the page was just shut down for no particular reason at all. Yeah. Even it was a hundred percent compliant. So always think like three steps ahead. So three steps for us is mobile number, email address, physical address. And then we added the fourth one, which is always collecting a. Uh, the subscriber's birthday, okay? And we always use the birthday as a reason to get in touch with them.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great reason. I love it. I love it, man. So is there, what what else should I be asking you? Like, I feel like you've got a lot of knowledge. I don't want to let you go before, before we get as much of that as possible. Like, what have I not asked you? And if you're like, if this
1: guy was really
0: smart, he would ask me about this.
1: <laughs> uh, I think... The one thing that's been really stopping me when I was first starting out was the hesitation, uh, worried that I might get rejected yeah. when I start offering this. Uh, and I had to kiss like a ton of rugs, literally a ton of rugs, truckloads mm-hmm. of trucks. But then I realized that but then I realized that uh the power of actually profiling first year prospects and then Approaching them and asking them, is this something that you need? And then giving the option to say yes or no. Makes the sales conversation a lot easier. Yeah. And I think uh, what really sets us apart is not the quality of the bots that we build. Okay, There are a lot of awesome developers out there but who couldn't really sell the thing. They have yeah. such a hard time. It's like trying to open up their mouths and then just approach someone. It's like... Uh, like the death whatever to them, right? But just sh- being openly interested. Uh, uh, one thing that, okay, if, if there's this one particular thing that I would like to be known for in this interview is this. If you're listening to this and you're a bot builder, number one is build your dream list of 500. Make a list of 500 people and this should be entrepreneurs, people who have a business. Mm-hmm. Whether it's cold, start off with warm first and then just start creating a demo bot. Create a screen flow, create a screen recording on your phone, something like that, and just start asking, is this something that you would be interested in and help your business? You can reply with a yes, you can reply with a no, no hard feelings. And then just start the cadence of building that habit of sending these messages over and over. If they say no, don't stop there. Ask them why. Okay, No hard feelings. I totally understand why it's a no. I just want to find out why. And that's where most people stop. They don't ask why. If it's a yeah. yes, people celebrate, do the happy dance and just say, yeah, okay, here's the link. Send me the invoice. But they don't ask why. Okay? The why is the biggest thing in order for you to get more sales. Honestly, that for me is what changed my sales game.
0: You know, that's a great point, man. And you always, when, you, when you're learning sales, they always say, hey, you know, when you get rejected, you should find out why. But so many of us, like, you know, we, we get rejected and we're just like, okay, move on to the next one. You know, um, they might like, they must be an idiot or they don't have budget, you know, like whatever it is, we just chalk it up in our heads. But, uh, when you do ask that, why it is crucial to learning, okay, what needs to change in the pitch in the future? You know, why, why was the value not enough for them to say yes? Cause if they saw the value, they would find some way to say yes.
1: And the relationship that you built, even if it's a no. Yeah. The thing that, uh, the, the number one thing that always happens here is that they know that you build bots. They know this is something that could help businesses. And you become top of mind for at any instance that they meet someone who would need it because you created a good impression just asking them why, their feedback, right? And yeah. this is the rejection that they've faced before like, okay, so he's gone. <laughs> we just said no and he's gone, suddenly gone, right?
0: Yeah, are you are you doing that in your own bots where where you're prospecting and people are like, hey, get me out of here? Do you ask them like, okay, that's great, we can go away, but will you give us some feedback on on why we're going to go away?
1: Yeah, we always do. Uh, uh, we learned this from Ryan Levesque. He calls this the "Why Do You Hate Me" survey. And, yeah, but we don't use we don't use the words we don't use those words anymore since it's like super obvious and people are numbed already to it but we just go approach them and say hey this is a a live person and we just really want to find out why what is it that pissed you off Uh, we really want to learn from that
0: awesome man awesome okay Neil well uh, it's been great having you on Um, if people want to get in touch with you and continue the conversation uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you
1: The best way is to find me on Facebook. So that's Neil Reichel, N-I-E-L-R-E-I-C-H-L. Find me on Facebook. That's where you can find me all day long.
0: Okay, man. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we'll chat
1: later. Thank you too. Thank you, man. Bye. Bye.